Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the Cambridge Islamic College podcast. It has been narrated in Sahih Muslim that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Whenever some people gather in one of Allah's houses to recite the Book of Allah and study it among themselves, then calmness descends upon them. The angels surround them, mercy covers them, and Allah mentions them to those who are with Him. And some of the most recited verses of the Holy Quran are from the last chapter. These verses are some of the first to be taught to children and new Muslims as well as recited regularly in congregation. So what better way for us to launch Cambridge Islamic College's podcast channel than with Sheikh Muhammad Akram Nadwi's Tafsir of Juzamma. It is often said that Tafsir requires knowledge and understanding of all of the Islamic sciences and not just knowledge of the Arabic language. Sheikh Akram expertly deciphers the intricacies of these surahs and in his unique and inimitable manner makes them relatable. So, without further ado, let's begin this journey. You know, just imagine in the time of the Prophet when the Hudud were revealed in Madinah Munawwara, that if anybody commits adultery, they will be a punishment of Rajma. Now tell me really, how many companions did not do adultery because they feared the implement of the Hudud law. How many companions? Do you think anybody did like that? Maybe among all the companions, one or two people. Do you think Abu Bakr Siddiq did not do adultery because he feared? No, his Iman Islam itself was enough for him to stop him from adultery. Iman Islam was enough for him to stop him from theft. Abu Bakr Siddiq was actually not made in Medina. He was in Mecca when Muslims had no power. Understand this thing. And when Muslims had the full power from, you know, from, you know, considerably from, you know, uh, Egypt, or maybe more than that in, 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 uh, in, in the West, and, you know, uh, uh, all Central Asia, in the time of Uthman al-Latranu, full power, the space is controlled by, by, by Muslims. In that period, you can see people are coming from Egypt, and they kill the caliph with them, and Muslims have got the power. The political power did not stop actually from this, this murder. And when you imagine really when people did not have this power, how much pious they have been. So I'm trying to say actually the political power, no doubt, sometimes they're very important, but they're not necessarily make you pious, not to say they clean you, not to say they purify you. You basically, without them, you have got enough space to implement Allah's Allah command. And that you can see the life of all the Prophet Messenger. Isa al Islam, Zakaria al Islam, Yahya al Islam, Maryam al Islam, and the Prophets before them, many of them they have grown up under the Roman Empire. None of them have been worried and concerned how to remove the, this power and to get their own power. No, they were implementing Islam in that limited space. The space that had given and Allah has full praise for them. If you implement Islam in the space that is given to you, that's enough for you. And, and you have to look actually how much Tasqiyah you have got. So basically two things are really. You have to apply your Islam in the space that is given to you and then look really after applying that Islam, what happens to you. Are you in a purified or clean or not? This uh, first actually keep that man. Inshallah, if you have questions, I'll answer them later on. But you know, first I am trying to make clear, you know, what uh, actually how I understand you know the whole thing from the Quran and Sunnah and biography of the prophets and messengers. So uh, my criticism actually is against these two extremes. The spiritual movement, even the space grows, they still they want to work, work or function, operate in a very limited space. That actually not Islam. Islam always commands you when space grows, then your Islam must be applied to that growing space. Political movement actually, even if the space, they don't have space, 
they always keep talking about the space that you must have come. And actually we have seen really that this all talk, you know, actually has turned away people from their actually main concern and all the time made them, you know, in a conflict with, uh, with the people who got the power. Because they understand that people who have got the power, they are not going to leave for you. It's impossible. They will make every single effort to keep the power with themselves. Whatever effort they can do, they're never going to leave it. And that I tell for nearly 200 years, you know, many Muslim movements, they will introduce Islam to, 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 to the world in a way that Islam means to take away the power from the people. That is the introduction of Islam people have got it. People think Islam means that you know, fighting and, you know, and taking away the power from the people, that Islam means. They never understood Islam in the way that the Prophet brought that establishing your relation with your Lord and that relation which comes really actually changes people so much. Just think really what our Qasadiq was, what Umar was, what Uthman was, what Ali was. You know, these people that grown up in a time when they don't have space. Even the space that we get now, they didn't have. These Muslims in Makkah al-Mukarramah, their space was very, very limited. So much persecution, so much problem, but that limited space, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made them actually have they use it properly and they become as they become. And that's why I'm trying to say all these conditions, whether you are in minority or majority, whether you are in poverty or richness, whether you are good health or bad health, all these conditions are brought by your Lord to test you and then to improve you. All these conditions, they are controlled by your Lord. He wants those conditions. Why? To make you to test, to be tested. And once you are tested, then you improve yourself. That's why the Quran says, these days, that sometimes people are in the power and sometimes the power is taken from them. We keep doing this thing. We keep, we take the power and we give the power. Why? Because we want, you know, to test people. We want actually everybody gets a chance. So this one has to understand that the people basically are only responsible by the Lord according to the space that is given, uh, given to them. Once you space, use that space properly, then actually what matters to you, your relation to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And actually understand one thing there is nothing in this whole universe equal to your need for your Lord and equal to your relationship with your Lord. Nothing actually equal to that. Whatever people get. In all the space, every single thing, all the wealth and all the money. If people tell really Muslim Islam, only can be strong when you have a lot of money, they are wrong. Nothing can be equal to your need to your Lord and nothing can be equal to your relation to your Lord. That is the most important thing really. And that is what you can see when the Quran expresses. You see, Maryam alayhi salam, a woman, she does not have power. Living in a Jewish you know, family, ruled by you know, Romans, nothing is there. But that relation with her Lord is so strong. You know, Quran said, you know, when the angels came to Maryam and calling her what, and the word angel said, Maryam is living in a Jewish family. You know, where the, all, all men, you can see she's deprived, she's not a male, she's a female. She does not have power. Her family does not rule. Romans are the rulers. In that condition, Allah SWT only commands Maryam one thing that helps her to have a strong relation with her Lord. Allah commands her, Ya Maryamu, uqnuti li rabbike, wasjudi, warka'i, ma'arraki. Ibrahim, Isa al Islam, born in that society, and what he said, that my Lord has commanded me to establish the prayer and to be nice to my mother. Yahya al Islam, you know, born in that family, in that condition, and he said that my Lord has commanded me to establish the prayer and to be nice to my parents. You can see really, the, all these prophets, they talk 
about the space given to them. The space was their individual life to have the prayer and their family. That is the space they are talking. They are not talking about the space which is not given to them. All the, and we people waste our time about talking to, about the space which is not given to us and waste our time. You know, think really the space that you have got you know, and, and, and work on that. If you work on that really, that space, if you work properly, you become so strong that the people have got the power, they will bow to you. People don't understand really that relation, your relation with your Lord has the more power than anything else. There is nothing equal to that. No power, no army, you know, no military, nothing can be equal to your relation with your Lord. Once you get that, it is so strong really, nothing can face you. One person with that relation, with that power can change the whole world. The Prophet Muhammad got that relation, he changed the world. This changes the world. If you get that power, nothing equal to you. I'll tell you a story, there are millions of stories like that, you know, I'll tell you a story. One, I was reading recently, one of the Indian pious person, his name is Maulana Fadr Rahman Gandhi Muradabadi. Maulana Fadr Rahman Gandhi Muradabadi was born, uh, you know, in, in the earlier 12th century, but he died in 1313, early, early 20th century, you can say. He died in 1300, 13 Afija, a very pious person in a small village near Lucknow. His name is Gandhi Muradabad. That is the time when British came to India and they established their power. Very pious person. Actually, all the rulers of India they used to come and you know and, and learn from him and you know learn from him the piety. Small village, but people, everybody is coming. Uh, I, I, and even actually, uh, you know, British government they used to come and, and, and because of our piety, they used to you know want to come and, uh, and, and, and respect him. And there are many stories between him and between these British people. One of the Indian rulers at that time was in, in, in Rampur, one of the great uh, Nawab, uh, his name is Nawab Kalb Ali Khan. Nawab Kalb Ali Khan in the uh, state of Rampur in India. He was big, a lot of money, a very rich person. Once he asked one of his ministers that I want Mawana Fadr Rahman, if he can you know, come to Rampur and visit, I have a visitor of Rampur, so people of Rampur also can benefit from him. So this minister said, I said to him, if he comes, what are you going to give him? So he said, I'm going to give him 100,000 rupees. 100,000 rupees, actually, in that time, it could be more than a million rupees, basically, more than a you know, million pounds, basically, because it was very, very expensive at that time in, in, in the rupee. So he said, one, more than 100,000 rupees, basically, kind of, you know, maybe 10 million, something like that, uh, you know, in pounds. He said, I left Rampur and I went to, went to, uh, to Ganjuradabad, and Mawla Fadr Rahman, you know, was teaching his students. So I said to him, I interrupted, I said to him that, you know, I have come with the good news that the ruler of Rampur wants me, if you can come and visit him, he will give you 100,000 rupees. He said, Mawla Fadr Rahman, he kept continued, uh, you know, teaching. And then after that, after finish his teaching, he asked me, what did you say? And I said to him that, you know, he is going to give you 100,000 rupees. So what Mawla said to him, he said to him, uh, so-and-so, throw the dust on 100,000 rupees and listen to me. What he said to me? When I see the favor of my Lord on my heart, then I find my heart far, far better than the kingdom of Jamshed. Jamshed was the bigger, stronger king of Persia. So he said, when I see the favor of my Lord on my heart, then I find that my heart actually is stronger, I have more power than the kingdom of Jamshed. 
you know, these are the people. You know, it's more a thing you can see really that you know how, how they, you know people like us really. We can change the job. If I'm teaching Quran somewhere and I get one one thousand pound and somebody says move to my place and teach something else and I give it two thousand rupees, I will change my job. That's how we do. These people nobody can buy them. Why? Because these are things they know their relation with the Lord has more value, more value and more power than anything else. That was the message that the Prophet came. That they tell the people the value of the relation with the Lord, not the value of the power. You know, the states can come and go. Money can come and go. The powers can come and go. But what remains all the time is the relation with your Lord. Whether you're a woman, relation with your Lord. Whether you're a man, relation with your Lord. Whether you're poor or rich, relation with your Lord. That what the Taskia means purify you and clean you. Clean you. So this, this power that the people must be connected with the Lord, relation. And you can see that there are you know, many, many stories like that you know, from earlier time, you know, the companions, you can see so many. And also, among later people, Muhammad Wasa, you know, the ruler of, of, of that area, he brought his, uh, you know, he sent his, his son's prince to learn hadith from him. And the people of the police, they came and knocked the door. And he didn't open the door, they knocked again three times. And then he came and dried it with his hand. The police people came to him and said to him that, you know, now here is princess, you know, the sons of the king at your door to learn from you and you don't open the door. So he said, I have got the dry bread in my hand. I don't care whether on my door there are king or sons of the king. Please, I don't care and shut the door. Figure, can we do like that? This, this, this trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this, you know, you can't find anywhere. I mean, Shaykh Allah used to say very often tell this story that once there was a teacher teaching in a mosque. And when people used to teach in the mosque, their bike used to be in front of, in the direction of the Qibla, and the face should be in the facing the, the gate. And the students are in a circle. And because the teacher has got some problem with his leg, so he was teaching while stretching the leg, like that, stretching the leg, you know. And this is not good manner, but the teacher has to, you know, excuse because he was not, he, he, he has this problem. And the ruler of this area, he came to see the teacher. When he came, teacher did not understand. Teacher did not actually, you know, uh, change his, his position of sitting. Same thing, sitting and stretching his leg. And the ruler came and sat next to the teacher, attending the class properly. After the class had finished, then the ruler offered him a big sack full of the golden dinar. This is a gift for you. The teacher said to him, the one who, you know, stretches his leg, he does not stretch his hands. I don't stretch my hands. This thing really, how can you get it? Now, you know, many, many Muslims are you know, fighting for the position. Not only that, you, can, you cannot imagine really, if you really are sincere to establish Allah's word in the world, Allah's you know, command or Allah's you know, rule in the world, how it is possible that you have you know, two parties doing the same thing? Allah's command is that if two groups are the believers, they fight each other, then they should reconcile. You, know, you can see in the same Muslim countries, two Muslim parties, they have the same claim and they contest the election. If these two Muslim parties, they cannot make reconciliation with themselves, how can they rule? First, Allah's command comes to them. You have to reconcile. And that you consider it. Since they did not reconcile, the project grew and grew. First, Allah's command, apply Allah's command to yourself. If you don't do that, if you are not able to do that, and I could consider sometimes, you can consider that two, three people can refer to become present, and all of them claim that they want to implement Islamic law in that country. Something wrong. That I'm trying to say before going to the wider space. Look properly. Do we really make effort to apply Islam to our own limited space? 
and the people who we claim to related, they were not like this. You know, if you look at the life of Hassan Banna Shahir, very pious person, you know, amazing man in, in the piety, in the character of Even in the story of his, it makes you, you cry that how he, this person was so pure. That, that I'm trying to say, Tuskia. When Islam comes, purity comes. So pure person. You know, he said in Alexandria, very often what he used to do, he used to say that I used to wake up very early in the morning in Alexandria and then go to every mosque, whatever he can go, to awake the Mu'addin. So when the Mu'addin will say Adhan, I will get his, his reward. He used to awake the Mu'addin, the Mu'addin will say Adhan, he gets the reward. Think really, we have something like that. This purity of the heart. Think it properly. But to awake people for the Adhan, you get the reward. His followers said that Hassan Manna Shahir very often used to take us to graveyard and used to ask every one of us to lie in the grave and think really that we have died and we are going to be buried here. This purity of the heart, this cleanness, do we have? All the time we keep talking about the position, about the money, about the state, about the power. Do we really think really what Allah's relation means? What it means to be connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? That I'm trying to say that you know, Islam basically primarily, Islam has come to make your relation with your creator. Islam did not come to establish any social order, or social system, or economic system, or political system. It did not come for that. Though society, economics, and also politics is part of Islam, no doubt about that. When your space grows, then you have to make effort to apply Islam to that growing space. But Islam primarily did not come for that purpose. Islam can be even if there is no society. Islam still can be complete if there is no state. Still Islam can be complete. Like Islam of Isa Islam, Islam of Maryam Islam, Islam of Zakaria Islam, Islam of Yahya Islam, and Islam of many many prophets and messengers, complete Islam. Though they did not have enough space. Space was limited, but in that limited space, they really followed the command of the Lord. And I have mentioned it properly that in any condition where you are going, 90% of your space is controlled by you. Nobody can interfere. Most times people don't interfere. If they interfere, then Allah will no doubt support you. If people don't allow you to pray, you will see how Allah has come. If you want to pray and people don't allow you to pray, you will see what will happen. If you want to fast and people don't allow you to fast, then you will see what will happen. But if you don't use the space that is given to you, you can't complain. We Muslims don't use the space given to us and we complain. Keep complaining. Allah's religion is not to complain. Allah's religion is to follow His commands. So this is the main thing I wanted uh, to, you know, uh, to teach. And you know, really, and sometimes it has become you know, a, a big a, a joke for many, many people. Because on one hand, you know, it gets contradiction. Because when the purpose of the power, contradiction will come. On one hand, we claim to obey Allah's command and implement Allah's Sharia and law in the world. And on the other hand, actually, we want to have the same enjoyment as other people. Like in you know, British India, in you know, the country, you know, Muslims are so keen to get the freedom. And they got the freedom. And then they were both very keen to get Pakistan and this and that. We got the freedom, we got India, we got Pakistan, but still we don't want to live there. You know, we used to complain that, you know, under, and still we want to live under British rule. You see, all the complaints about what British go, everything will find. They gone, but now we left India and we come in here. We were thinking if you get Pakistan, Islam will be there. We got Pakistan, and now people from Pakistan, they want to live under, under non-Muslim rule. You know, it never can, like so much contradiction keeps coming. You know, one of, if you read this book really, it's a very important book uh, written by, by this uh, doctor, Peter Hardy. Uh, you know, the Muslims are British India. Very nice work. 
you know, Bedoji, it is very painful for us, things that he has mentioned. Uh, one thing he, he mentioned very nicely, that Muslims in India, you know, keep asking all the time that they must have equal rights like Hindus. All the time they keep asking. The same Muslim who actually make all these movements that Islam in political, like, you know, we have in Islam in India also, in political Muslim movements who want to establish Islam. And uh, this actually, one, on one hand, we want to apply Islam, implement Islam in India and withdraw Muslim political movement. On the other hand, same Muslims, they ask in Indian government, they ask to make all the demand that Muslims have much same rights as, as non muslim So he actually had a question very nicely said whether in wanting to accepted as a fellow citizen equal to equal on equal terms with non-Muslim compatriots, uh, he is obeying or disobeying divine commands. When Muslims ask that we must have same rights as non-Muslims, do we really think that we follow Quran? That is what Quran says. That what you on one hand you make an effort that you know Islam must be in power in law of on the other hand, you are asking people, you have same rights as non-Muslim. Is it really Islam has taught you? Many, many times when Muslims in non-Muslim countries, they make their demands. Ask them these demands that you are asking, are they from are they divine? Are they from the Lord? Very often we, are, we ask people the same thing which they actually Islam to criticize them. You know, non-Muslims have got many freedom in their life and Islam does not want that. But we Muslims also want the same thing. You can see that the problem is not that we don't have enough space to implement Islam. The problem is basically we want to enjoy the life. We really want to enjoy the life of other people. Since other people enjoy the life because they have got the power of the state, we also want to have the state of power. And understand if people are corrupted, when they get the power, they become more corrupt. If people are pious, if they get the space, a bigger space, they will make effort to implement Islam there. But if I am corrupt, for example, if I have 1,000 pounds and I you know, enjoy the life and I'm corrupt, if I get 2,000 pounds, I will become more corrupt. If I get 3,000 pounds, I become more corrupt. More money will not improve me. More power will not improve me. People have to understand properly. The only way in Islam is to establish your relation with your Lord. Basically, meaning is, don't start your Islam with Sharia. Start your Islam with Iman, then Islam, then Sharia. Don't start applying Islam to the state, start applying Islam to you, then your family, then the society, then the state. Learn the order. It starts with Iman, then Islam, then the Sharia. And when you apply, apply to yourself, then the society, you know, to family, then the society, then the state. That is what you need to do. That is what Allah SWT has made very clear, that how the prophets and messengers have been doing. And that is why I call these two groups on the extreme. The spiritual movements, that extreme why? Because even if the space grows, they still want to be limited. And the political movements, even if the space is narrow, they are talking about something bigger. So both are in the understream. The real thing actually, people should be on the middle path. Start with Iman, then Islam, then the Sharia. And apply to yourself, then your family, and then if you have got anything in the society, to the society, and then if Allah gives you the power to and makes you have to stay, then apply there. This, once you do this, then still you are not guaranteed. Then make, make checking, are you, do you have Tazkiyah or not? Islam does not guarantee you Tazkiyah unless you get Tazkiyah. That's why I am trying to say, Sharia itself is not the end. Sharia is not the end. Getting a Muslim state is not the end. They are a means. 
ذات الذين مكناهم في الارض اقاموا الصلاه واتوا الزكاه those people if i give them the power in the earth what they do they establish the prayer and they pay zakat all the time keep check, checking that when you apply salam to any space what happens to you i i become more pure i become more clean if islam does not lead to tazkiyah some is wrong in following islam that the quran said that in the salat in the salat tanha on the fahshaa and munkar the prayer stops people from any evil if people do pray and they still commit the evil something wrong in the prayer keep checking that why ibrahim has said what tazkiyah purifying cleaning people wash bow their head to their lord and allah cleans them if you are not clean it means you have not come inside islam is not you are not inside islam you are outside you know imagine really if there is a river and you walk on the bank of the river and then you complain that the water is not carrying me water will not carry you if you want the water to carry you you have to come into the water then water will carry you if you remain on the bank of the river you have no right to complain that water does not carry you that what we must do really we are not inside islam we just keep have use the name of islam the prayer is not the, we are not in the prayer we just basically pray without mind the prayer means celebrate of your lord with the mind with the heart with the tongue with the body if you do celebrate of your your lord with the body but your mind is not there your heart is not that is not prayer understand this thing if you remain on the bank of the water on the bank of the river you have no reason no right to complain that the water does not carry you if you want the water to carry you if the want water to clean you purify you you have to jump to the river somebody was very dirty he came to the river and he said to the river that you know i want to be clean but i'm so dirty how can i jump in the river you know i don't want to you know be with this dirt in, in the in the river what river said to him river said to him but in the one way for you to clean it jump in me that no other way if you want to be purified the only way is to come to your lord if you want to become purified come to him he is the only one who can do if you don't come to him you don't have any right to complain understand this is properly the prayer does not mean that you walk beside the prayer prayer means jump inside the prayer fasting does not mean that you walk beside the fasting fasting means jump inside the fasting make fasting your life then the fasting will help you if people keep walking on the bank of the river then the water never can carry them but if people jump in the river then the water can carry them if people want the prayer to have their impact on your life then come to the prayer properly with your mind with your heart with, with every part of your body then it will help you so anyway the summary of the whole thing is that the two name of the same thing deen is named in looking at your duties to your lord your duty to your lord is to have iman to be salam to follow the sharia to implement the hudud that your duties to your lord when you do this what will be the end result the end result will be that you will be clean and you are purified to the sharia is not the end sharia is the mean many people they think really if you implement the sharia happy people think you know if you come to the mosque and you have prayed that is enough that's not enough look after the prayer what happened to you if you got purified clean if you jump in the river if you have bath and all the smell keep coming from your body you are not clean something wrong in your bath maybe the water is not clean Maybe you do not clean yourself properly. Understand this thing properly. Keep testing yourself. If you look after your parent properly and he does not make you relate to your Lord, something wrong. 
If you raise your children on the kind of Islam, but still, you know, some, you know, you are not become, don't become near to your Lord. Something wrong. Keep testing yourself. Every single step when you take to apply Islam to your space, it should make you near, near to your Lord and it should help you to purify you. If it does not help you, then something is wrong, you know, the way you use the space. And second thing is, you know, I just I want to finish this whole discussion. Second thing is, this once you become pure, and basically you want to become pure, and you walk under it, it makes you very dear to your Lord. He really loves you. He asked, Maria must be pure. So Allah commands him. He loves you. Like for example, in this story, in Surah Abbasa, what happening is, the Prophet is sitting you know, around uh, nobles and leaders of Quraysh. But this man, blind man, this poor person, blind person, he comes why? To be purified. This intention to become purified is so dear to, to your Lord that he actually criticized the Prophet that you should have left the Quraysh, leader of Quraysh and you should actually look after this man because he wants to be purified. Purification and cleaning is so dear to your Lord. If anybody wants to have Tazkiyah, he becomes more preferred than anybody else. People of the power, people of the state, they have no importance. But somebody who has no power, no space, blind man, he cannot see properly. He has no money. He wants to be purified. He is more important to Allah than all the leaders of Quraysh. Purity of the heart or intention to be purified, that is more important than having the power, than having the state, and then having the money, and then having the leadership. And that, that teaches you. That's why main thing is that, you know, doesn't matter really. That's why don't look at the people in the light of the space given to them. Look at the people, how they use their space properly. A poor person, if he has established a relation with the Nasrata properly, he is dearer than many, many, those rich people who don't have the same thing. If somebody has got a small house, worship his Lord properly, he is far, far better than people who have got the bigger house. If somebody has got a small family, but he follows the command of Allah. He is better than those people who have a bigger family and they have bigger power. Understand this properly. People are being judged according to the end, not according to the means. End is Tazkiyah. If you get Tazkiyah, you are near to your Lord. If you don't have Tazkiyah, you are far away from your Lord, even if you have got all the means. So I stop here, inshallah. And if you have any questions, please ask. Thank you very much. And I wonder if you might be able to speak a little bit again about 
Abraham and his du'a to God. Um, that you said it says here comes at the end of the du'a. <laughs> in God's response, it comes first or in the middle, and there was a significance. But I'm afraid I didn't. Yeah, when Ibrahim al Islam made the du'a, he said, "Oh Allah, send among them a messenger who reads your verse to them." Yet to you, Alim Ayatika. He reads your verse to them, your, 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 and then teaches them the book and the wisdom. And then Ibrahim was a king and purifies them, cleans them in Tazkiyah. So Ibrahim al-Islam made Tazkiyah, that is the end. Because you know, first Quran comes, you read the Quran, and then you, know, you learn the, the, the commands, you learn the wisdom, and then you act upon that and you are purified. Ibrahim al-Islam actually followed the logical order. You know, the Quranic verses, or the verses from Allah, then learning them, teaching the you know, messenger comes and teaches them, and then the people are purified. So he says, oh Allah, send among the messenger who reads your verses to the people, teaches them the book and the wisdom, and cleans them, purifies them. When Allah responded to that dua, he changed it twice in the Quran. Because three times it has come in the Quran, and all three times the order has changed from the order of Ibrahim Islam. Tazkiyah, which was the elder, is becoming the middle. So Allah said he sent among the people a messenger who reads Allah the verse to the people and who purifies them and who teaches them the book and the wisdom. Why the reason is because some, you know, in the practice, Tazkiyah will come at the end. But actually if you don't know your plan properly, you can be mistaken. So Allah SWT wanted to, to make it very clear to the people that end must be in your eye. To first actually understand that you, the whole purpose of, the shari, of, of Allah's guidance is to have tazkiyah. Then when you learn the book and learn the wisdom, you learn connected with that. Like for example, when people build a building, they lay the foundation, the wall, the roof and all those things, then house, either house comes at the end. But to help you to build the house properly, if you have got a nice you know, design and, and drawing and, 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 and the plan of the house, it will help you. So that basically happening is Allah SWT wants to make people to focus that the whole purpose of the learning the Quran Sunnah is that you are purified. So that's why the purification has come before the learning the Quran Sunnah. And that helps all the people. So when people walk on the path of Islam, every time it's a single thing really, that I did today, I have done so many tasbih, how it helped me. I went for the further prayer, but how it helped me. What it made, what it, what it makes me different for me. You should focus all the time on Tazkiyah. Islam is there, but your Islam must be connected with the Tazkiyah. That, that is the end result. The people must be connecting every effort with the end result. That is what Allah wants to teach. Ibrahim is about the logical order. Quranic verses coming, then people learn their meaning, learn the wisdom, and act upon that, they are purified. Unless we want to make the purification in the middle, the people focus on that. Before learning, focus on your purpose. We hope you enjoyed today's lecture and pray that it will be beneficial to you. Remember to tune in for the next one. For more insightful content in full HD quality on tafsir and other Islamic sciences such as hadith, fiqh, Arabic prose, grammar and morphology, as well as Islamic history, female scholarship and much, much more, subscribe to our unique streaming platform on www.deepdeen.tv. That's D-E-E-P-D-E-E-N.tv. Don't forget to visit www.cambridgeislamiccollege.org and show your support. Please click on the donate button and give whatever you can. Our institution is dependent on the generosity of donors like yourselves.